Amen. Wow, what a, a beautiful time of sharing testimonies and stories and hearing what God is busy doing. Um, we call to live lives just completely dedicated to the Lord. And um, this morning I want to preach, um, and then we're going to close off with a, a song just of reflection. So I want to preach on a, a, a topic this morning that I feel I, I'm hungry for. I'm like really hungry for, and that is on, for the, the fire of God. When we speak on the fire of God. And so I want to speak on a church on fire. A church on fire. What does it mean? And so I'm going to just touch on a little bit this morning. But um, a church on fire for God is really that's something that's been pressing on my heart. And this week, through people sharing at Life Group, sharing at uh, band, sort of a band prayer meeting and so on, it just keeps coming through. And I feel like God wants to do something and set something new ablaze over his church as a whole. And uh, so I want to just touch a little bit on it. But in the Bible, we see the word fire used about 474 times. We also see the phrase fire of God, the fire of God. And it captures when God wants to demonstrate his power and his presence. And so he either, either he shows up in fire or he initiates fire over something, over an object or an altar or over a bush or over a mountain. And so let me just go through a couple of scriptures this morning quickly, and then I want to challenge our hearts. The first is 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. Look at how it uses the word fire here, and there's so many scriptures, but I'm just going to use a few to show the variations of why and what he speaks of a fire. And it says, God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. Just picture that. Jesus will be revealed with blazing fire or in blazing fire with his powerful angels. When we're praying for the fire of God to fall, when you're praying for God's fire to touch you, in a sense you're praying, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. And it says, you will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. There's so many scriptures. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 13 speaks about how fire will reveal and test the quality of everyone's work. Fire reveals and tests the quality of our work. The Bible speaks of fire being consuming fire to bring cleansing, to burn out the chaff, and to separate the wheat from the chaff, and to burn the chaff, to burn that which needs to be cleansed out of our lives. Fire burns bright and it illuminates our lives. What I want to focus on a little bit this morning in some scriptures later on is how the fire reveals and shows God's glory and his power. When we speak of fire, it shows God's glory and his power. Look at Exodus chapter 19. Exodus 19 verse 10 to 11. And it says, The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day. Because on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. So here's God speaking to Moses and saying, get the people ready. Let them set themselves apart and wait for me. Wait for me to reveal myself. And he says, and this is how I'm going to reveal myself in, in the sight of all the people. I'll come down on Mount Sinai. So let's go to verse 16 where it continues. And it says, on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning, 
with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Can you picture that? Imagine if the Lord came down like that here over Hartis. Thunder and lightning in this great cloud and the, the earth trembles. We would also be completely terrified. And it says, then, the Mo- um, then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. Verse 18, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. His glory came upon that mountain and it descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently. It's like God came down and wrapped himself in fire and he descended upon this mountain and he burnt brightly there. And so the people could see this. Verse 17 of Exodus chapter 24, another passage about fire and the mountain. The Bible says there to the Israelites, the glory, there's the word, the glory, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on the top of a mountain. They're not speaking spiritually here. They're speaking physically. What they could see, what their eyes could see, they could see the glory of God come and descend upon the mountain. It looked like a consuming fire that came and just flooded that mountain. And so my heart is this morning is just as we go into this year is I'm praying, Lord God, that your glory would just descend upon your church, that we would sense and feel your glory. I often say, and we prayed it this morning, that we wouldn't be stuck on past experiences, past testimonies only, but we would be able to testify currently of what God is doing and how he's moving in power and glory in our lives today. Don't look back. And just live on your first baptism in the Holy Spirit. Ask God for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Don't look back and give God praise only for the past that He's done in your life. Believe Him and trust Him for a new thing over your life. For a next miracle or breakthrough over your life. Trust God with all your heart for these things. And so my prayer is, God, may your glory just fill this temple. May it fill our lives. And yes, the Holy Spirit is with us always. But there's always a sense that the glory of God can come down stronger and greater so that his church would be lit up with his power and his presence. And so I love the verse in Habakkuk chapter 2.14. It says, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory. And when I think of the glory now, I'm also thinking the fire, the fire, the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So my prayer is, Lord, as the waters cover the sea, which is just think that it, it covers every every single square inch or centimeter of the sea. There's nothing not covered in the sea other than water. The water floods it. May God's glory, may his fire come in and flood this place, flood our lives, flood this church and flood Heart of Bespo Dam area. I look at the life of Jesus, another scripture on the fire of God, and it says in Revelation chapter 1, verse 14, the hair on his head, speaking about Jesus, when John had this revelation of Jesus, was like white wool, shining as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. When you're praying to see the fire of God, you're also praying to see the blazing eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would encounter his beauty and his glory as you see him with your spiritual eyes as well. In the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verse 11 to 12, it says, I baptize you with water for repentance. This is John. And he says, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. 
He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Verse 12, then it speaks of another element of fire. And it says, his winnowing, winnowing fork in his hand, he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Let's go to another passage. I'm rushing through this a little bit because I want us just to get this picture before we go home today. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 24, Elijah is dealing with the false prophets of Baal. And because the nation of Israel, God's people, had turned away from the Lord. And they had become dull and dry and despondent about the things of God. And so here they are. And, and I don't know if you feel that way maybe this morning. Maybe you do. Maybe you've got family members who are saying they feel dry, despondent, distant. They're feeling lukewarm. This is how Elijah was seeing the people of Israel. And he goes on to do some incredible things as he prays and he has faith in the Lord. But 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 24, he makes this altar and they wet it and so on. And this is what happens in verse 24. He says, Then you call on the name of your God and I'll call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. My heart and my prayer this morning is if we're feeling lukewarm, that we'll call on the God of fire to come in and to light that heart on fire again. To come in and to consume the lukewarmness in our lives. To come in if your heart is cold and your life is feeling distant from the Lord, to come in and to set the altar of your heart on fire for Him again. Maybe you need to burn brightly for God again and you've got to come before the Lord and say, Lord, Here's my heart. Here's my life. I place it on the altar and I ask you to just come in and answer as you are the God who answers by fire. Come and consume my heart. The prophet Zechariah said in Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5, he says, I myself will be a wall of fire around it. This is God speaking. I myself will be a wall of fire around Jerusalem, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. I mean, here God is revealing himself as a safe God around Jerusalem. He would come in as a fire and surround Jerusalem and be their safeguard, be their protection and a shield around them. When we speak of fire in our lives, we also speak of God's presence. It's the burning spirit of God within us. And I look back at the church and I look back at my life. I look back at Christians and friends that I've walked with for many years. And I often see how they start off so on fire for God. And then there's something that comes along and some things that come along and quench that fire. And my prayer is always, Lord, may we be real with ourselves and ask you, what is quenching the fire of the Holy Spirit in my life? And I thought of this picture and I thought this morning, even while I was praying of this, this us as individuals holding our hands open and in our hands are our hearts. And when we give our hearts to the Lord, there are flaming fires because the Lord comes in like he, he, he baptizes us in fire. And this heart is just like burning with this unquenchable, beautiful fire. And then slowly as we live life, we introduce things into our life. And it's like these little things, maybe it's sin in our life that quenches the fire. And I thought to the Lord, and I said, Lord, May we not be people who entertain things that 
extinguish the fire in our lives. And I thought on a few things, and we spoke about it many times, and the Lord's just, I think it's circling in our hearts, is pride. We said in the worship practice, we said, yes, Lord, we want your glory to fill this place, but we cannot have pride in our hearts. If there's pride in our hearts, and if pride just is never dealt with in our hearts, the glory and the power and the presence of God will never reign supremely. Pride is one of the greatest fire extinguishers in our lives. And so is all kinds of sin in our lives, sexual sin and whatever. We can go through lots and lots of sin in our lives that extinguishes, it puts out the fire of God. And so maybe you're saying this morning as well, I'm lacking that fire, that zealousness for, for Christ. I'm lacking that, that passion for Christ. And so let's go before the Lord in our own quiet times and maybe in this last song even and say, Lord, set this heart on fire again. Consume the, the chaff, consume the stuff that shouldn't be there and may your presence come in and just set me ablaze again for you. You know, I was reading a book as well a little while ago on sabbatical and it just came into mind the last little while while I was praying. And um, it's actually Reynard Bonker, who was a great evangelist. And he said, the fire of the Holy Spirit is for real. It must flow through the church of Jesus Christ like blood through the veins. God's people on fire and the church on fire as a whole will win our lost generation for him. If you think about it, when you're... When you first gave your heart to the Lord, or maybe even now where you are in your life, if you're burning on fire for Christ, you cannot help but testify and share and go out and win people's hearts and souls to the Lord. You cannot stop but just want to proclaim the goodness of God. You just want to share Christ everywhere. But as that fire gets extinguished, what we do is we stop sharing about the Lord. And the Bible says that we are to go out and make disciples. God hasn't called us to be a church that sits down. He's called us a go church. He says, go into the world. Go and make disciples. And so I'm praying with all my heart for us because it's the health of the church is when a church is going. And, and this is maybe why we're growing, because we are. We're starting to go. We're going. We're going and we're sharing. But God has called us to be a go church. Go and make disciples. But we need the fire of God to come in and to fire us up to ignite that flame within us so that we burn for him. And so may we offer our lives again on the altar to the Lord and say, Lord, answer by fire. Come in, Lord God, and take this heart that has maybe grown cold or this life and bring fire in my life again. Uh, you know, he says some powerful stuff and some strong stuff, Reynard. And he says, armchair Christians receive no fire. There is no such thing as an anointed couch potato. Sometimes people pray for fire when they are not yielded to God at all. The fire of God is not to save us trouble in a difficult world. It is to empower us to preach the gospel in spite of trouble. And so I thought there's no point in sending fire without sacrifice. There's no point in asking God to send fire without sacrifice. And I thought, Lord, this is not going to be a year of us as believers playing church. This is a year of laying down our lives in complete sacrifice to the Lord. And so it's going to cost us sacrifice. Sacrifice time with TV. Sacrifice some of the things we do, some of the hobbies. It's going to be sacrificing some of our sinful desires and our things that flood our lives. It's going to be sacrificing some of our social media time 
It's going to be sacrificing a lot if we want the fire of God to come in and to take our lives and to consume us. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And um, I want you to close your eyes and just pray. Maybe you want to pray this morning as we close our eyes that, Lord, I want you to fire up my heart so I can pray fiery prayers. Lord, my prayer life is maybe non-existent, and I know that a prayerless life is a powerless life. And so, Lord, I pray that you would put fire in my heart so that I would pray fiery prayers. Lord, I pray that you would put fire in my heart so that I could pursue you with everything. Lord, I pray that you would put fire in my heart so that I would burn with desire for you and for nothing else in this world. Lord, I pray that you would put fire in my heart so that the gifts of the Holy Spirit would come into fruition and would flow through my life. Lord, I pray that you would put fire in my heart so that the fruit of the Spirit would be evident in my life. Lord, I pray that you would put fire in my heart so that I would not be lukewarm or cold or complacent, but that I would burn for you, Jesus. That you would be the number one love of my life. Lord, I ask that you would fire up my heart so that people around me would see you in me. And would not just see my own life, but would see you in me. As we resemble, as we live as living sacrifices for you. Lord, I pray that you would put fire in my heart so that I would be a flame of fire in this world. That I would set people's hearts on fire for you because of my actions, Lord. Because of my words, because of the life, the testimony that I live. Lord, set this life on fire. We call, Lord God, that you would answer our prayers by fire. That your glory your grace and your love and your mercy, Lord Jesus, would come and would just transform us and take us, Lord God. That we would not be men and women that are guilty of living lukewarm lives, but Jesus, 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 that you would take our hearts. That we would come back to our first love, Lord, as a church. Our first love burning brightly for you. Holy Spirit, as you came on the disciples, with tongues of fire over their heads. As you baptize them in fire, Lord God, we come before you this morning. Personally, we say, Lord, baptize me again. With your spirit and with your fire upon my life. I open my heart, I open my life to you, Jesus. And I receive from you. I receive from you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.